Hello and welcome to the Source One podcast. Consider us your source for the latest procurement, supply management, and strategic sourcing insights. Anytime, anywhere. My name is Philip Heidson. I'm the host of the Out of Procurement podcast. Uh, there's a few things that I do, but uh, that's where a lot of people will probably know me from. I'm a longtime procurement practitioner. I've worked in the, um, the, the, the company side, like the practitioner side, for probably 12 or 13 years among a number of different companies from Ford to Pfizer, Chiquita. I've been in financial services. So I've, I've really you know, touched most of the procurement value chain. And then I moved into the service provision side, providing uh, procurement outsourcing services. So, um, you know, helping organizations transform their procurement capabilities using more of a hybrid of internal and external resource. Um, and so in terms of the, um, the white paper and my role in the white paper, I really wrote a piece about mindset because I just think that it's something we often don't really think about is the importance of how we actually approach change and how we approach um, you know a, a change in capabilities and evolution in the capabilities of the procurement team and some of the assumptions that we make going in and as we go through the process so that was really the piece that I wrote for the white paper well thank you for that introduction uh, so on the art of procurement you tend to start off every interview by asking your guests how they got into procurement and supply chain I want to ask kind of a similar question, more on the topic of procurement transformation. When did you first come across that term and how did people respond to the term at that time? It's a really good question because I've been involved in what I would call transformations or transformations as we know them today, but at the time we would just call them like an organizational change or an org redesign or something. It wasn't actually, didn't have this terminology of procurement transformation associated with it. So I would say the first time I really came across it would be probably 10 years or so ago with a company who I joined to help them transform their procurement capabilities and they'd outsourced a lot of their strategic procurement, so the sourcing and category management as part of that, and it wasn't necessarily going the way that they'd hoped. So I came in to help them steer the course, uh, you know, steer the ship back on course. And so I'd say it's really the last 10 years I've heard about it, and now you can't kind of move for it. And I'm not sure that that's because it's new. I think it's just that we've assigned a term with the idea of, of, of having a, you know, a defined project around the increasing of our capabilities. And do you think the emergence of that term and the whole new understanding of the concept has to do with the sort of strategic evolution of the function that we've seen over that period? Um, I'm not sure. You know, maybe it, it goes with the desire to evolve strategically and to assign a it's almost like we weren't strategic before. We're going to do this thing called procurement transformation. And at the end of it, out pops a strategic procurement function with lots of new capabilities. So I do think that it's, um, you know, as I reflect, it's probably coined to, um, to easily package the process that goes into upskilling the capabilities of an organization. And it's probably something that can then be built you know, an ROI around from an investment perspective of going on that journey. And sort of returning to the topic of mindset that you discussed in your contribution, how would you characterize the mindset of your average procurement department as they're kind of developing the early plans for a, a transformative initiative? 
Yeah, and, and and to be honest, I don't necessarily want to generalize and to you know assume that everybody feels the same way or, or thinks in the same way. But just from my experience, you know, the transformations that I've been involved in, there's um, a couple of things really. One is that a lot of organizations tend to approach a transformation with the idea that everything that happened before and everybody associated with what happened before is bad and therefore everything that goes in terms of a transformation needs to be something that's new you know and that may mean new process new policy new tools new leadership new um, structure new um, sourcing teams category teams and, and i think sometimes we miss that a lot of times teams haven't necessarily been as successful as what we would like them to be you know that's the reason that we're trying to transform because they didn't necessarily have the right environment within which to do their job or the um the right information with which to work with or the right support you know the right encouragement the the creation of a safe space for them to experiment and fail within um, a lot of those things contribute to whether a team is able to be successful or not not necessarily just taking out one team and bringing a new team so I think that's really important. I think another thing is that um, we tend to think of procurement transformation as transforming procurement's capabilities, whereas I really like to think about it as how can we help our stakeholders, our businesses that we support, transform their capabilities through you know, new ways that they can work with procurement. So thinking about it from a um, a user or a consumer or a stakeholder, whatever word we want to use for those that we seek to serve, but thinking about it from their perspective of how we can help them as opposed to how can we just help procurement be a um, yeah, an organization that, that saves more money, let's just say. You know, we make it about ourselves rather than about those that we seek to serve. <laughs> and I would imagine that the, the perception that these initiatives serve procurement and procurement alone probably keeps a lot of them from getting off the ground. Would you agree? I think so. I think it makes it harder, you know, because a lot of, again, in my experience, a lot of procurement transformations that I've supported or led or being involved with, you know, when you start talking to stakeholders about it, there's this kind of, there's often the rolling of the eyes and thinking, okay, not again. You know, we've heard this before. We've been told that things are going to be different again. And I think that speaks to, because it's always been done in silos or in isolation, you know, it's all about, we're going to go from what we think is a three out of 10 on some maturity scale to a six out of 10 or an eight out of 10 or whatever it may be, but it's done within the confines of what procurement should look like rather than the business. So I do think that that inhibits the success um, and the sustainability of a transformation, which I think is really important. You know, once the, the big bang of the transformation has occurred and we're back to business as usual, you know, there's things that you can do along the way to increase the chances of sustainability um, that it's something that can be continued and that doesn't kind of just drop by the wayside when the focus has been dropped how would you advise procurement to ensure that, that focus isn't dropped that transformation survives after um, you know a, a capital T transformation has been carried out how do they go about making the, the desire to continue transforming something that everyone feels yeah, I think there's a couple of things that come to mind, and both of them are pretty tactical, and this isn't to say that they're the only things. Um, one of them is that I think is very important is governance, and specifically executive governance. So what I mean by that is 
you know, as a, at a leadership level within a procurement group, how often are we actually engaging with the leaders around us, those that we are serving and those that are often the ones paying our bills as a procurement group to make sure that what we do is aligned with their direction? Because a lot of time we, we start in one place and then we kind of go off on different paths where procurement goes, where the business goes, and that's often what leads to the gap and why transformation seems like it recurs, you know, every three years, oh, there's a need for a new transformation. So I think the role of an executive governance structure is really, really important in um, being able to make sure that we're on track and that we're delivering to, to what folks need. Uh, so another question I had in this one might be somewhat difficult to speak to without getting too much into like generalities, but would you say that a procurement transformation is more likely to fail because the mindset of the organization is too, that they're thinking too small, or is it more likely to fail because they're thinking too big? You know, they're thinking of transformation as a complete overhaul. You know, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I think that procurement, the, the word transformation can be scary. And so I think what sometimes inhibits a transformation is that we do make it this big bang. I think it's very, you mentioned it's, it's hard to kind of generalize because I would, I would really want to take a look at each, the culture within each organization before a transformation and also whether they've attempted transformations before. Um, if they've attempted transformations before and this is kind of the next iteration, I think that by labeling it transformation does actually inhibit the ability to be successful versus it being an evolution or a continuous improvement because then it isn't just seen as, okay, we tried, we failed, we're gonna try a different way. Maybe we failed again or it didn't give us what we want, so we're gonna try again another way and make it more of a journey. I do think that's important. But I also think that we sometimes um, do think a little bit too small in terms of the potential that opens up, the potential that a procurement group can take. So there is that part where I think we need to think uh, more broadly in terms of the potential that we have to support our organizations from a vision perspective. But also, it's those that have tried transformation before, be really careful how you label it and label what you're doing because that, I think, impacts the ability to get people on board. And how would you advise procurement departments to go about the process of assessing their mindset and developing the right mindset for a procurement transformation? What is the process of taking stock, for lack of a better word, look like? I think, first of all, it starts with where do you want to go? You know, because as you start a procurement transformation, everybody or every organization may have a different vision of what they want to achieve. You know, they're, you've already assessed where you are, you know, perhaps where some gaps are, where you want to go, and you're starting to build a roadmap. So I think that plays a role. But I think the other thing I would advise is that when you start to look at um, – uh, capability assessments, for example, you know, of existing team members or of particular roles where there may be gaps that you want to fill. Um, you know, think about not just how the team members are, um, how they've been using, you know, the tools that are available to them today, because that's often used as a sign of, well, do they have the ability to step forward and to, um, play in a, in, in a world where there's a lot more opportunity, but also a lot more expectations of them. But do they have that kind of capacity to think 
in a different way? You know, how are they cha challenging problems? What's how are they building relationships with stakeholders? Because a lot of it's about that kind of emotional capacity, I would say, that perhaps hasn't they haven't had the opportunity to use in their current role. I would really think about how are you, how can you um, identify perhaps where there's a gap of what they've been doing and what their potential is from an emotional and IQ, a, a real skills or a soft skills perspective that they haven't been doing just because they haven't had the opportunity to do so far. Uh, rather than just looking at it on face value and saying, hey, I think that they haven't demonstrated these skills today, so they don't have the ability to demonstrate those tomorrow. And is this process of the capability assessment, does it ever go on too long? Do people ever, and maybe the word transformation contributes to that, you know, you get sort of paralyzed by, oh, how do we prepare for something this massive? Yeah, it's actually funny you say that because um, I just had a call this morning with um, a client of ours and we're talking about capability frameworks and how you can really make these overly onerous and very complex because you're starting to assess against every single thing that they may need to do in a job and every single way that they may try and do it. So I do feel that um, oftentimes as we assess our teams and as we build capability frameworks for which we want our teams to actually, you know, demonstrate the capabilities against in their job, we do make it overly complex. So I, I would definitely recommend for any organization, keep these things as simple as possible um, so that we're not looking at every single minute part of whether somebody has a capability or not in a certain area or that we're assigning some very detailed requirements with certain jobs that may be a little bit of a stretch to, to find the perfect person who can do everything. And I want to backtrack slightly and return to the, uh, you'd mentioned in the past, everything being sort of siloed and that potentially being a, a roadblock to transformation kind of taking hold. Um, not to generalize too much, but would you say that if there is a step one, it's maybe that it's, it's opening up the communication between departments, like, yeah, it's, I mean, you, you need to start with, you need to have an understanding for what the organization needs are, you know, as a start. And maybe they don't realize everything that they need, but to make sure that that's integrated into the roadmap. Because if you don't, you're already setting yourself on a path to create something that you believe the organization wants versus what the organization actually wants. And so the result may look very different from, from what would have been a success. So I would absolutely recommend, you know, the first step that, that I like to do in a transformation is to go and speak to the business and get an understanding for not only what they need, what their challenges are, but also what their perception of procurement is. Because that's something that um, internal teams don't necessarily have a good handle on. Um, perhaps it's just because they've never asked the question, but perhaps it's because, you know, I, I think for better or worse, stakeholders within organizations are more willing to share their thoughts with people whom it's not going to impact their future relationship. And so it's easier for me as an outsider to come in and have those conversations with companies and with stakeholders and with other leaders across the group of, of their thoughts on procurement than it is somebody internal to go and do that. And I think that often brings up some eye-opening um, insights both from a negative really like with challenges which are obviously then turned into opportunities but perhaps things that you do that you don't realize that you do that the business actually values um, that you hadn't put a particular value on so I think that's critical when it comes to even starting to think about how you're going to evolve or transform your procurement capabilities 
And what is that perception of procurement typically? And is that ever a uh, is that ever a stumbling block for these initiatives? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that when you are doing a procurement transformation, it's often because procurement has struggled in building the relationships it needs to have the impact that it wants or that the business needs from it within the organization. So when you do ask those questions, there is often a, um, you know, a challenge that, that people have had in working with procurement that, oh, the process is too slow or you don't necessarily have the insights that I would expect um, because you just don't know the business as well as I do. Or they talk about the roadblocks that we put in place as opposed to the opportunities that we may um, provide. But on the flip side, I also find, I would say more often than not, so, so one of the things I do is I'll, I'll go and ask a, um, a client, you know, who are the people who are likely to have the strongest opinion about working with procurement? You know, who do they think that are going to say th the, the worst things, essentially? Um, and you go and talk to those people, and I would say in most cases, there's actually a desire to work with procurement to improve, um, I don't want to say improve our capability, but to perhaps improve the relationship and to get a better understanding of both what we can do for them and what how they can how they see us, they being the stakeholder, and the value that they bring into a procurement process. So I don't necessarily see people wanting to just completely avoid us, even though they may do so in their day-to-day -day work. It's more because they don't understand, because we haven't done a good job of communicating the value, or we haven't done a good job of demonstrating the value, but there's an openness to change. So that's something that, that surprised me, is how open within most organizations stakeholders are. Well, so you basically answered my final question there then. I was going to ask, would you say that you are optimistic about kind of all parties involved changing their mindset uh, in the ways that you see as necessary? To change? Um, yeah, I think so long as they have, the, the voice is heard in terms of what we're building, that, that what we're building is going to be something that's fit for their purpose. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that the first thing to recognize is that mindset is important and to kind of take a step back and challenge some of the assumptions that we make because I think that a lot of the things that we do are just baked on some, like we've always done it this way. We've always done it this way, so this must be the right way of doing things. And I like to just challenge that because where some things may be done the way they always are done for very good reason, others may be just because we didn't know any different or we never challenged it. So I like to encourage folks to challenge their assumptions and to not just necessarily think about having, you know, doing things the way that they've always done. And that, that goes down to leading change as well and driving change and driving transformation. But I am very optimistic about um, the value that we can create and therefore, you know, the sustainability of a transformation um, so long as it's done in partnership with the business. You know, as long as we're building it for a business, it's like any business, you know, if, you, if you're providing something that your clients and your customers want, they will always come back for more. And if you're not, then they won't. And if they're not coming to you, if we're not providing a compelling enough value proposition, then they'll vote with their feet. And if we are providing a compelling value proposition, then they're going to want more of what we do. And so long as we focus on that, I think that there's a lot of opportunity for us. Okay, well, I, I can't think of a better note to end on than that. Thank you so much, Phil. No, it's been a pleasure, Bennett. Thank you. You've been listening to the Source One podcast. For more strategic sourcing and procurement insights every day, visit our blog, The Strategic Sorcerer. Want to provide feedback or suggest a topic for a future episode? 
let us know at prrequest at source1inc.com. Thanks for listening.